Hi, from Experiment Nation, my name is Romo Santiago, and welcome to Experiment Nation The Conference Reloaded, a series where we share some of the best sessions from our most recent conference. Hello, and welcome to today's session on the Experiment Cartography, Building the Perfect Roadmap. Today, you are joined by both Microsoft and Evalytics. My name is Kenya Davis, and I am a Data Analytics and Planning Program Manager for Microsoft. I'm Chrissy Troop. I am our Director of Decision Science at Evalytics, an analytics consulting agency. You are going on a road trip with us. Kenya and I love metaphors, and so uh, we're really excited to share this one with you as we draw our experiment roadmaps. Uh, on this road trip, you're gonna learn how to optimize your experimentation routes, how to analyze for desired impacts, and how to create a series of attainable milestones. Experimentation is great for many reasons, like mitigating risk or increasing revenue. But before you jump into experimentation, it's important to practice planning or road mapping, as we will refer to it in this context. Much like a road trip, creating an experimentation roadmap requires us to zero in on our objective, our business goals, however you would like to frame it. Um, this could be increasing the checkout rate from the cart page, identifying an optimal propensity model for specific campaigns, or even discovering a new product um, and how it should serve your customers. Creating a roadmap for your goals will help you to stay on track with your desired learnings, outcomes, and overall understanding of how the changes you make impact the customer. So before we begin, Let's start by assigning some of these major components of road mapping. So here we have some charted courses on your on your roadmap. So uh, we have the roadmap itself, and then we break it down by charting the milestones or what we'll call pit stops. Once those pit stops are outlined and ordered, we can choose the desired routes and learning paths that will prove to be the most impactful to the business objective. The work doesn't stop here though. We must assess our resources capabilities and thinking through what answers we hope to gain from the numerous testing and optimization methods. And before we really dive into this, we wanted to take one quick stop and talk to you guys about business goals and KPIs, which we'll be discussing throughout. Um, we wanna be able to help determine which advanced statistical methods will best serve you post-test analysis. Um, this is something that's really like fun and, and important to me, um, but we have, decision trees to help kind of say like, do you have a specific KPI in mind? If yes, um, you know, is your KPI continuous or categorical? And kind of so on and so forth to help say like, hey, what am I really trying to get out of this? You know, if you're thinking about your road trip, are you looking for the scenic route where you might have a lot of great stops? Or are you traveling with children or you're like fastest route possible? Um, and knowing that kind of helps you choose your type of analysis. Here's a picture of our sample roadmap. I know that it's a lot, um, so don't panic because we're going to break this down and go through all of it. What we do want to do and make uh, really, I guess, obvious and easy for you is that our roadmap case study is based on a book called The Power of Experiments by Max Bazerman and Michael Luca. And we're looking at chapter four, the Airbnb case study. Airbnb had some data to suggest 
that their platform was not necessarily inclusive. Uh, their black renters were not able to rent at the same frequency that their white renters were. And they even found some issues with their black hosts that they had to sell their place at a lower rate. And of course, Airbnb wanted to be more inclusive. Um, and so as we're looking at this roadmap, that's kind of the end goal in mind is how can we be a more inclusive rental platform? And you can go back and read the entire case study yourself. Um, but the other, the other piece of this um, is that we're making our first pit stop, our first hypothesis. And what the Airbnb data scientists did is they said, well, what if we allow instant booking? What if we just skip the entire rental renter approval process? And so, you know, first question number one, right, is can instant bookings increase revenue? And so that's our first pit stop. And we'll kind of continue to build our tiers and our roadmap from there. So what do you need to make the perfect roadmap? First, you have to locate the goal, right? In our case, Airbnb wanted to alleviate racism on their platform. You wanna understand the direction of the objective and the reason to get on the road. Um, in this case, um, besides, you know, just wanting to be a better organization, better people, they also realized that they were losing out on revenue because not everyone was able to rent on their platforms. You need to identify what pit stops you must make and which pit stops you can afford to make, right? And so we all know that resources are scarce. And so maybe you know, hey, based on my traffic number, I can only really afford to run three experiments this quarter, or maybe the dev team is really swamped. And so knowing, hey, like what's an absolute, we have to stop here and what's kind of a nice to have. And then recognize what resources you have and who can join you on this trip. Again, knowing if you have a swamp dev team is really important um, so that you can actually make sure that they get to all those must stops. And then calculate how much time you have to execute your plan, right? Um, not all of us have unlimited vacation. And so we know that we have seven days to make our road trip or in a business case, maybe you have to have results by the end of the quarter. How much time do you have? First, we're going to start with pit stops. Your pit stop or your milestone creates stepping stones towards reaching your goals. There's no benefit to reaching a goal and getting there and saying, I have no idea how we got here. Um, you want to be able to explain it. You want to be able to support it. So it makes quantifying your impact nearly impossible if you don't have that background information and have really taken the steps to get there to your end goal with um, intention. So when you experiment, we don't want to observe a false positive in our tests. Therefore, we should apply the same level of expectation to um, achieving our goals. So for example, when we receive goals to optimize paths for the purpose of pushing traffic through the best path, we have to consider that the best path doesn't always mean the path most used. We should consider if it happens to be the most in your face or the easiest to access uh, based on the current experience. So for the best, we need to test against the norm. We need to analyze or compare the effectiveness 
of the paths and then take notes on the holes and the gaps in the logic. So it's time to create milestones or pit stops. When we think about our business goal, we need to think about what questions should we answer for us to reach that end goal. Start by reformatting your goal into a question. For example, leadership has passed down a goal to my product team to determine how we can increase adoption of instant booking amongst hosts. We assume that the instant booking feature will increase speed to booking, reduce bounce rates on the checkout process and increase revenue. The goal was passed to us due to reason to believe there's a level of discrimination occurring at the booking inquiry level based on the observance of a much higher rate of bookings accepted over those that were qualified or authenticated um, via logging in and then booking inquiries for non-instant booking hosts. So if we look at those qualified users, meaning the card and the information provided from the inquirer is successful and passed all of the criteria needed, then when it comes to understanding whether it was a discriminatory uh, um, action on the host part, we're able to actually take this information that we might know um, and assess, do we have any assumptions? Do we have any clear questions that we need to ask and answer? Um, in this case, we not only need to ask direct questions that surround the goal, but we also need to understand all of the possible reasons that adoption is failing and that possibly it's allowing for these discriminatory um, actions to be um, accessible by the hosts or by those who are um, experiencing on the end of, of trying to receive bookings. After you build your experiment roadmap, which tends to be a giant brainstorming session where you really just like follow every idea and you keep saying, and then what? And then what? And then what? Um, and say so like, if I know this, what could I learn next, right? And so that's how these get filled out is you really kind of look at your problems in a very childlike manner, um, asking why, um, and then kind of just continue saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, and there yet is typically like a, a good business solution or optimizing the business problem. And the thing about these experiment roadmaps is that there are a lot of questions and they're good questions and learning is really exciting. And so it can be tempting to try and treat it like a um, bingo blackout game, right? You wanna make sure that you're checking every single box. However, again, usually we don't have the resources to check every single box. And so you wanna be strategic about your route. What do I need to learn first? Um, what can I afford to learn? And we try and use a method where we look at what are we assuming, what's a complete unknown, and what's a known now. And whichever of your assumptions or unknowns tend to be a huge risk factor, you want to start to fill those in first. Different routes are going to have different business impacts. For instance, if you follow the orange route, that's really a high business investment. Um, you might allow hosts to opt out of instant booking, which is obviously a huge risk. Or you might say, can we pay hosts extra to allow for instant bookings? And again, that's, that's a really high business investment to say, can we pay you to do the behavior that we want? And then what's the customer value versus the host value for instant booking? For instance, if the customer values instant booking at an extra, let's say, $10 for booking to not have to like wait and see if they're accepted. 
do hosts view that instant booking feature as a $10 detriment or is it only a $5 detriment or is it terrible because it's a $50 detriment and understanding that balance could help Airbnb choose if paying hosts to allow instant booking is the right route. If you follow the yellow route, uh, that's for high customer satisfaction. Um, that's looking at, can we educate hosts on the benefits? Um, which benefits are most important to hosts? And so as we're looking at learnings from allowing instant booking, can we say, hey, we learned from these other routes that renters are willing to pay more or whatever we might learn from that so that we're getting we're having happy hosts um, you might also have a higher revenue impact again if you follow this um purple dark blue line are renters willing to pay more for instant booking so that's one hypothesis we have about this is that it's such a benefit people will pay more for it and so that would be um, positive revenue right out of the gate and then understanding which customer segments use this feature the most. We also have this light blue line on the side, um, which is saying like, will renters use the instant book filter, right? We think that having instant booking like will solve some of these problems, but it's an assumption that renters will use it. Um, and does the filter result in higher rates per property? So again, what can we, learn um, and use so that not only are we perhaps solving our business problem, how can we be a less racist platform, but also learning, growing, making sure that we add revenue as we go. Now that we've talked about the roadmap itself, the pit stop, the route, the, it's time to talk about the crew. And that is who you have to actually get this work done. Experimentation should be an equal partnership. You should have the marketing team acting as the travel agents, trying to say, here's where we're going. Here's what our brand stands for. Here's where we're trying to go next. You should have that product manager that's really driving the whole thing, right? Like who's driving this, this U-Haul as we do our redesign? Um, the driver puts, the driver connects all of the other moving parts and pieces of the crew. And of course you have your mechanics, right? We have our engineers who help us as we're building new experiences and, and using all of our tools and investing in our MarTech stacks. And then of course we have the data scientists and analytics teams. Um, these are specialists, as Kenya mentioned. Analysis is really that sedan. It's like that tried and true. You'll get so many answers here. Is it sexy? No, but you get so much of your information from the analytics team. And then finally, we have the designers. Um, in our world, we call them UX, but at the end of the day, they're still designers, right? That human-centered design where they think, how can people solve this problem? How can we design this around the human that we're building it for? All of these crew members work together to make sure that we have, that we can make it to the end of our route. And so you want to look at, do you have the right crew for what you're trying to do? Um, and so once you have your roadmap, you know, who has what, start to notate. Uh, we use these lovely colored dots to notate, um, hey, like this is minimal. There's really no dev work needed. 
um, it's going to be a low level of effort to pull off. Um, or maybe it's orange. And so it's like, this is actually going to be very heavy dev work needed. Um, you know, we're, we're adding a new filter. Um, there might be heavy UX, so you know you need to pull in your designers. Or maybe there's a high revenue risk associated with the test where you really want to be having your analysts do more research up front. You probably know that there's going to be leadership involved just because of the revenue risk. Um, at any rate, you're going to be more careful here. There's probably going to be more eyes on it. And so understanding the level of effort of each route, again, going back to those limited resources, helps you make sure that you're choosing the right strategic route um, to answer your question and get to your next pit stop successfully. So now that we've gone through routes and assessing the different pathways and learning pathways and uh, potential impacts that you can encounter by a particular route, um, we need to think about what type of vehicle do you need? What type of team do you need to execute the desired route? So when we're thinking about this, oftentimes with the road trip, we're considering the capacity or the seating of the vehicle, the cargo space, the top speed, the level of comfort, gas mileage, everything that has to do with that vehicle making it to the final destination. And in some cases, we'll have to pick a different vehicle for different uh, states or areas just based on that terrain. So in the same way that we think about the road trip, we need to think about this uh, for the roadmap. So depending on the path to the destination, there may be a new code required, new data or complex data, very little resources or plenty of resources, heavy design or no design. Um, basically, you get the point. There can be a lot of different varieties of um, combos that you're dealing with as you get to each milestone or pit stop. Our vehicle in the instance helps us to understand the complexity also of the method that's needed to answering our question. So at this point in our roadmap, we've outlined and prioritized our questions or our pit stops. Now we need to figure out how long it's going to take to complete our route. This includes the resources for executing, designing, researching, and analyzing. The vehicles are used in, or the vehicles also include understanding how long it takes to accomplish the phases of executing, designing, researching, and analyzing. So depending on how complicated the system is and the platform that you're dealing with, it can really switch up you know, your, your combinations of your teams. So to give you an example here, if I look at a motorcycle, it's very fast and it's really shiny, but it's also a one-seater. And in some cases, it can be a two-seater. So if we try to like balance this out between the types of test optimizations and analyses capable with some of these different vehicle types. So if I think of a motorcycle, um, it's fast at executing and your highest reward and the amount of time you can allot to it. So that might be something like a multi-arm bandit test. If I think of a sports car, let's, let's think about personalization. So everyone wants an experience with all the bells and whistles and they want to quickly get to what they're looking for, but they don't want to pay for the maintenance that it comes with. And we think our good old fast, our good old faithful sedan is where we find most of our answers and the guidance that's needed for our next step. So a lot of times that sedan is our analysis, what we should be doing before we even get started. And our van is our A-B test. So an A-B test provides you with a lot of information. And if your hypothesis design and the execution holds true and, and has its 
its integrity um, by the end of it, then you can hold on to those results for a while, or at least until the experience is completely different than when it, what it was when you first tested. Um, if we look at a pickup truck, we can think about our multivariate testing. So you get a lot of different combinations and a lot of whys and, and answers um, to your questions with a lot of different ideas at once. Um, and again, this is a luxury, a very powerful tool. And lastly, we can think about a moving van. And the way that I, I would want you to think about a moving van is a redesign. So with redesigns, it requires a lot of moving parts. It can mean you will never return to the experience that used to be. And in this case, you must be prepared to change things along the way and camp out for a little while. So let's think about our pit stops or our questions. As you saw in the previous map, certain routes allow you to continue your journey towards understanding your business goal through connecting those milestones. If we take the hierarchical approach and apply it to this roadmap or Google Maps view, we end up with paths longer than others. And then we end up with paths that only cross particular uh, pit stops, which we saw in that view previously. Um, and as we apply those different vehicles, we're understanding what is capable. So sometimes some of those routes that we saw before, after we assess what vehicle we have um, to work with, sometimes those just automatically get omitted from our plans. Um, and this is okay, but in doing so, we wanna make sure that we're still addressing the need and we're still able to answer the questions along the way and contribute to that, that overall objective or our business goal. So, now that you have seen the combination of, of all of the parts, moving parts of a roadmap, um, according to this, you know, this metaphor of a road trip, um, this map doesn't have to include every single goal that you have. Um, it's actually more beneficial for you to break out all of your goals to um, more attainable roadmaps. And then wherever you see an, a bridge capable, then that's where you can start to bridge things together and say, all right, these are ready to be um, paired up or compared or, or support one another. Um, we do like to use these um, hierarchical, appro hierarchical approaches because it's, it's a little bit easier to visualize your ideas. Um, and when you're trying to explain, you know, why, if someone asks um, in leadership, why can't you answer this for me? Um, and this way you're able to say, hey, we're, we're at tier one, we're at level one, this is the question that we're able to answer. And we have, we have to go like three, three tiers down before we're able to get to the, the meat and potatoes, which is totally fine, that's okay. But sometimes that, that visual of, of what that means needs to be outlined. Um, and so in this way, you're, you're addressing your goals and your milestones and your, your pathings, everything in a, in a format that is easy to digest and easy to visually see like where you are on this map that has endless routes and possibilities. Um, it also helps to support whether um, you need more resources or not. So sometimes if you address it or if you assess it and you realize, I can only afford to go down this route, but leadership wants me to take this one. You can take them this format and say, okay, here's where we are, here's what we're capable of. And if I'm able to get these resources, look what I'm able to do and what I can um, deliver by the end of said time. Um, 
and be sure to to map out what each of these components is for you so we talked about the pit stops so when you're thinking about the questions um don't go too broad it's actually okay to narrow it down a bit and make sure that it's something that you can answer if you can't answer it still put it down and, and mark it but don't not put a question down just because you think you already know the answer it's also okay to put something down and test against that just to ensure that it's not based on an opinion or just a belief or something that's passed down through the business. Um, and then as it comes to the resources, be sure that you're very clear on what is light and heavy UX work? What do you have to work with? What's your, what's your level of uh, manipulation that you can do in your space? Um, and then as for, you know, the high and low revenue risk, Again, understanding what you can work with will really benefit you on choosing which route to take so that you don't go down a path that will ultimately reach a roadblock. And again, thank you. My name is Kenya Davis and you're joined by myself and Chrissy Tripp from Evalytics. We are again very excited that you all joined us on this journey. And again, if you have questions, please reach out to us on Experiment Nation Slack channel and we'd be happy to meet up and help you. Thank you. Thanks, guys.